Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. Josh. And here at Field of Geeks today, we've got an awesome, awesome interview with Ethan Murphy and Ari. Ari, your last name? Temple Orner. All right. I know. It's a, it's a mouthful. It's a mouthful, but we are honored to have you guys here today. We've talked a little bit about this on the show before. We've uh, talked about it on my blog, um, Slate and Ash uh, by Ethan Murphy uh, with uh, Plume Snake Comics right now. Is that right, Ethan? Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I've uh, I've had a chance to read it, and it's a it's a fun read. I know I've talked about this before uh, last week on the show as well as on the blog, but uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's one of those things where you know, when I was done reading it, I was uh, uh, the only thing that upset me about the comic was that it was over. So I'm excited for the uh, to to see the rest of them. Um, I know Ethan's going to sign uh, three thousand copies for it. No, I'm just totally kidding. That's uh... <laughs> <laughs> Why stop there? Right, exactly. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll create a, uh, some more fictional prizes and things like that 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 will not come to pass. So, um, but yeah, so you know, uh, we'll start with you, Ethan. Um, you know, just uh, want to ask a few questions and and uh, get your take on on uh, various topics coming up and, and growing up. Uh, you know, as a as a comics fan, who were some of the creators that maybe inspired you as you were growing up? Uh, well, uh, the most basic. Uh answer I have earlier on my life growing up before I even got into comics was actually like Walt Disney. My favorite movie as a kid was Dumbo. <laughs> and even that, like, I, yeah, I know it seems weird, but even though all the kind of, all the, uh, and even those with the clothes and everything else, but the, the reason I like Dumbo so much was as a small kid, it showed me the, um, the movie opens with his mom, like being sold into slavery. And then Dumbo is a little kid that everyone picks on. And his only friend is a mouse, which is supposed to be the natural, like, he supposed to actually fear them as, a, as an elephant. So it kind of showed me like how storytelling is meant to be all about going against the norms and how if you start, even if you start things off really bad in your life, things can change for the better and how uh, the magic feather is more or less it's a, it's a placebo for having faith in yourself. So I realized that and appreciated that really small. So Walt Disney, in a way, was my original inspiration for storytelling. And then I got, as I got older and wanted to have more complex ideas and stories of comic books, it was obviously some of the classics, like uh, you know, like Bill Finger and and, uh, and and Bob Kane with Batman, because that was an idea of, a, of an antihero, more or less, um, that was that was almost cursed with his desire to help people, uh, and, and that, that, that just fascinated me. The idea that doing right and being righteous sometimes is almost you know damning. So that so I so I love that uh, as well. Uh, and the animated series of Batman was just. Was just phenomenal too. Oh yeah. So I so uh, my, my biggest influences when I was first getting into storytelling and first getting into Cotsworth, Walt Disney, and uh, and Bob Kane and Bill Finger. That's awesome. Yeah, we uh, uh, you know, if you're not a Batman fan. You know, we're not going to have anybody on the show. So <laughs> I'm a huge uh, <laughs> Batman fan, and thanks, Ethan. I I think I'm going to watch Dumbo again. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sounds awesome. I got kids, so it's going to work out just fine. Hopefully, I don't pick up on oh, those things, but yeah. <laughs> I will. 
It's other. I'm sorry. It's other. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. I haven't seen Dumbo probably since I was a kid. And Same I, here. I'm about 700 years old, so it's <laughs> I'm 600. He's 600. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be weirder if I just watch it by myself. But Josh, you have kids, so you have an excuse. I have an excuse. <laughs> I have a front nobody right. Has to know. Yeah, so nobody has to know. Yeah, nobody has to know. Just don't do. Yeah, just rent it. Wear, they they wear wanted to watch it. A, no, we didn't. Sunglasses. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> so Ari, how about you? Kind of the same question, you know. I mean, as a as an artist, um, uh, whether it's comic medium or other mediums, uh, you know, what kind of a background or what what kind of inspiration did you have? Well, um, pertaining to comics, since I mean. The kind of the focus, um, and as a Batman fan, um, one of my first exposures to uh, to comics and to um, sort of alternative art styles was uh, uh, Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum, yes, um, with art by Dave McKean. And <laughs> I read that um, when I was younger, and I'm like, holy crap, <laughs> this is amazing! Um, so that kind of opened the door, and then after that was. Um, was Sandman, Neil Gaiman Sandman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just stuff like that. Uh, it, it really got me into the world and the way of storytelling and how you can use art as a graphic medium. And uh, yeah, that basically was my gateway drug. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, that's quite the inspiration. Um, if you take a look at like today's art styles, whether it's with DC, Marvel, there's a million comics and comic companies out there to kind of choose from. Oh, yeah. Who today uh, do you think is uh, some of your bigger, uh, bigger, I guess, inspirations as well? Or, or who do you like or look up to? Um, I really love Becky Cloonan's work. Um, and I love Adam Hughes' work. Yeah, Adam um, Hughes. I, yeah. Becky Cloonan is, is relatively new in the comics way of things. Uh, I think she did, uh, she started Batgirl. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, Adam Hughes has been a huge inspiration for a long time. Yeah, very. His uh, artwork is just phenomenal. So, Ethan, um, when it comes to Slate Nash, what finally put you over the edge to make you finally start? You know, kind of your business as far as a creator, and you know what? What was that thing that said? You know, point A is my inspiration. Point B is the execution. Uh, how did that process kind of look for you? He's done, he's done this before, obviously. That's a really good question. <laughs> uh, basically, it's kind of one of those things where um, there's a quote. I'm not sure if you guys ever ever seen uh, Avatar, yeah, the Last Airbender, or, or Korra. Okay, cool. There's a there's a quote from Aang in um, The Legend of Korra where he says, "It's only when we're at our lowest point that we're open to the most change." And basically, I hit my my rock bottom in life. I was unemployed for a year. Uh, I I, did, I lost my job. Lost my all my friends. I was just I had nowhere else to go, but up. Um, so I so I thought, well, if, if I'm, if I'm going to go for broke, I might as well go for broke in style, like I want to do. <laughs> and so I started trying to actually. I I I've been given I've been kind of a pitched this idea a couple of years before about the idea of a cop and a zombie working together, and it was and that was it. That was all he ever told me. It was very very bare bones. And I worked on developing a treatment for a couple months on my own, but then I pushed it to the side and just focused on doing my job. And while I was unemployed for a year, I said, F it, I'm going to go ahead and, and work on this some more and actually started drafting up some, some scripts for it and whatnot. Um, and that's kind of how it got going. It, it's pretty much when I was rolling around the muck and the mire, uh, uh, you know, eating scraps, that I, would, that I decided to start working on a comic book. I'm not sure if that's sadder or happier than, than uh, it was, but... 
No, but you know that's a that's actually really interesting. You know, sometimes uh, to get to that point B, you know, uh, sometimes uh, we have to be pushed a little bit, and uh, you know, it sounds like uh, you know when when you have a some adversity, um, you know, like you said, just go for it. I think that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. Right. So, in regards to the creative process, and and this question will be the, for the both of you. So we'll go ladies first, uh, Ari. Um, <laughs> You know, I I do a little bit of writing myself. I mean, I've not published anything. It's just more of a hobby uh, type situation because I'm not sure I'd want to release any of that stuff to the populace. But I know that even even for me, who's you know just extremely amateur hobbyist type person, you know, you get a block and create you know creativity. Um, so Ari, you know, when when you find yourself, do you find yourself as an artist? Uh, and because I, I think this is interesting, um, there might be a difference between a writer and an artist. Do you find yourself having a block, um, or you know, you, you find yourself, boy, I just drew the crap out of whatever I'm working on, and then the next day it's yeah, and then the next day it's like I can barely even draw someone's face, you know. So how do you how do you overcome some of that? Oh man, that's a great question because I don't actually know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very difficult uh, because, like you said, it can be so sudden, like. You could have finished an amazing piece of work um, the day before, and you're like, I'm awesome. I can do this again. Yeah. It'll be no problem. And then you said that all the time. I'm awesome. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the day after, you're like, well, this sucks. Everything I do sucks, and I don't know how to fix that. But I think eventually you just you just have to push yourself, even if everything you do you, you think sucks. Um uh, just do it. Just do it, and you can leave it alone, and you can you can think it sucks or you can hate it, but just do it, and then you can come back to it later and be like, oh, this wasn't so bad. Yeah. Uh, maybe I can work with it. Um, or or you can be like, oh yeah, well this actually did suck. Um, <laughs> good job, me. There. Um, and talk to it. But the thing is, too, even if you're not feeling it, just do it and and leave it, and um, eventually you'll get back out of the rut. Gotcha. That's great. That's a great answer. Ethan, how about you? So on the writing side, you know, I mean, everybody talks about the dreaded writer's block. Um, yeah. What's the, uh, what's the secret for you? Well, uh, well, first and foremost, you do, of course, realize you have, you have to send me all the first editions of your work like, ASAP. Um, <laughs> signed, definitely signed. Um, but as far as like uh, the writer's block on my end, uh, already knows this. I actually kind of cheated with writer's block on how to get around it. I love podcasts. Uh, more than I probably should admit, and I listen to some comedy podcasts with improv artists, and a lot of those improv artists, like nine out of ten of them, are also writers in some capacity, and they um, they talk about how they get over the writer's block is by doing improv, because when you're doing an improv scene, you're literally writing while you're doing it. You don't have a chance, or, an, or you don't have an option not to go with, the, with your thought. You have to just do it immediately. And so, uh, after listening to a podcast, um, an improv podcast called Improv for Humans for about you know, six months or so, I just said I gotta I gotta do this then to get over my writer's block that I was having with the, the second issue, and I've been doing that now for like three and a half years. Already. Yeah, like yeah, three and a half years. So that's how I now to this day that's how I deal with writer's block. I pretty much if I'm writing a scene in an issue, I basically just act. I, I, I will literally act it out um, like an improv scene to make it work, to make it go. And like already said, just because it's written doesn't mean it's gonna work. Uh, I, I think it's like ninety percent of writing is rewriting, so it's uh, it's, just, it's, a matter, it's a matter of doing. Just do it. Yeah, Nike. Nike. Yeah. 
Hey, Ethan, I was just curious. Uh, I've kind of done that before. Like, you know, I, I have a lot of ideas for stories and stuff. Do you write it down right away or do you record it? How do you usually, when you improv something, do you stop and write it or record? A little bit of both. Mostly for me, I do uh, I do like to write it. Like I'll, because I have my phone, my smartphone, sure. I'll literally like a text it to myself or email it to myself and any ideas that I might have. Uh, this is something that, that bothers Ari a lot is I'll call her <laughs> about ideas that I have. Uh, I can't tell you how many videos she sent me. Uh, so, so yeah, I have to. I I do have to keep some kind of a record too. And our and our editor Susan Holland has been with us since the beginning. She um she knows I will oftentimes I will say that say an idea I have to her and she'll log it. She's very very much like an oracle from a the Batman universe. She's oh, that's awesome. We all need that. <laughs> we all yeah, we need that. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. So I'm curious too about your guys' ideas. Like, what are the things that you guys actually are interested in writing about? Oh man. Do you want to go first? Yeah, well, I was, I, sure. Um, <laughs> since high school, and again, with my age, that was right when they invented high school. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I used to, uh, I, I, I came up with this, Just it, was a, it started as a short story, um, and it's about this guy who was basically in kind of a medieval time. Um, he was just kind of an adventurer, kind of down on his luck kind of a big heart hero type guy. And, you know, he was good at like helping small things, little tiny situations, but you know, when, with big stuff, you know, he just had a harder time and there was some sorcery. Boom. He got shifted like 2000, 3000 years into the future and, uh, um, was by himself, uh, kind of in a new era. Um, ends up becoming a police officer, tries, tries to tell people his story. Nobody believes a goddamn word that he's saying. Um, <laughs> And, and and so it was it was just a lot of fun to kind of come up with that and you know over the years you know I've done I don't know seven or eight different kind of short stories on you know his evolution from stranger in a strange time to actually becoming a full fledged uh, you know awesome force for good uh, in a, com- a completely different environment so it was just it was just fun it, it, to me it's just kind of a hobby um, haven't really done anything with it obviously. <laughs> You will. Yeah, you be, will. That'd be a really good idea. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. It's just a matter of time. You'll do it. Yeah, someday. Um, but the clock's ticking for Steve. <laughs> oh, whatever. <So. laughs> well, I I grew up watching a ton of movies, so I developed a huge imagination, and I always wanted to be a director, writer, all that. With technology now, I, I could get there, I think. I mean, it's going to be really low budget, but... I don't know. I have several ideas. And a lot of them are movie based, but yeah, I got everything from assassins to submarine movies, like Red uh, Hunt for October themed. Uh, yeah. oh. So many things. Have you, uh, seen, uh, no, I have not. I need to. I, oh, that is on my list. And last I checked, Netflix still had it. So <laughs> I need to watch yeah, that before yeah. they take that thing off. It's- that's awesome. That could give me some ideas too. So, Ethan, you know, um, for your long-term goals, um, do they involve comics? Do they, you know, is this something you want to see yourself doing um, full time, even outside maybe the Slate Nash scope? Um, what are your long-term goals uh, as a creative force? Yes, actually, the, the answer to all of the above is yes. I actually do really want to do comics uh, full-time and, and 
pretty much the rest of my life. I love this, that medium, the idea that, you know, a picture, a picture is worth a thousand words. A single image, you can do so many things. You can show a guy throwing the grenade, the grenade exploding, and a guy going back from the grenade all in one single image. The time and motion and physics don't matter in a comic, comic book, comic page. So I love that media, that medium, that story uh, element. Uh, I also really, really love uh, anime and cartoons. So I love to actually adapt something like Slade Nash into a, an anime series, more or less, with the, with the freedom to kind of push the, some of the boundaries you couldn't have in an American cartoon. But also, I actually went to film school at James Madison, so I actually um, really appreciate, uh, I appreciate uh, filmmaking, I appreciate movies. So I'm open to any kind of storytelling there is across the board. Um, my, I'm, Ari and I actually are working on another book, too, uh, called Divinity, which is all about, long story short, it's about um, uh, God being reborn and being raised by angels on Earth to basically become God again. And so wow. it's, it's a very different type of story, but it's it's a very different, in the right, in the, it's, that's what I like to do. I, I want to try every kind of story uh, genre imaginable. I don't ever want to get stuck in doing one type of thing. I want to keep going as long as I possibly can, doing everything out there. Yeah, it can be... Uh... Um, yeah, that's the last thing. And I know a lot of actors talk about that. They, you know, they get shoehorned into a role or a type of genre. You know, I don't think we're ever going to see Vin Diesel in a lot of romantic comedies. I hope not. <laughs> Unless they're like comedies. <laughs> Unless they're parodies. I'm all for it. Maybe a parody, right? Um, yeah. so uh, Ari, what about you as an artist? You know, I mean, what's your, what's your long-term plan? Oh yeah. Um, well, I, I would love to do this forever. It's, I mean, it's my baby. I love art so much. Um, and like Ethan said, I love storytelling. I love um, uh, merging both mediums. I mean, well, art already tells a story, but putting words to it and like and dialogue and sort of fleshing it out even more is is um, it's really appealing to me. I find it so interesting how how graphic novels, especially, can weave a story using you know both the story and the art um, to make you fall in love with characters, to get you in, involved with the plot and make you want more, even if there's no more yet. Right. Um, it's, it, I love it so much. Um, and, you know, not just comics and video games and, and just uh, concept yeah. art and development art. Um, any kind of art that tells a story, I would love to do that forever. That's awesome. That is really great. Um, so what about, Ari, um, hobbies outside of comics or outside of your creativity? You know, what's your passion outside of that? What, what kind of stuff do you like to do for fun? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> I mean, art is kind of my job and my hobby at the same time. I love film. Um, I, uh, I love books. I, I don't know. That's about it. Games, games, love games. Oh, nice. Um, like Like board games or... <laughs> video games um we just watched some e3 so we're excited so how that all out ps4 or xbox one ps4 definitely ps4 sorry yeah represent yeah oh yeah I'm a, I have an Xbox okay. One, so no, they're all oh. cool. Oh, oh. I'm sorry, I thought Tommy had. Sorry, it was nice yeah, meeting you. Great. That's that's a comic book idea. PS4 versus Xbox One, right? Yeah. Um, right now, honestly, I even as an Xbox One owner, I think PS4 would win. But uh, um, yeah, yeah. So, short story then. 
Yeah, very short story. I, I think it'd be a, a quick battle. So, um, uh, uh, what are you playing on the PS4 currently? Oh, Uncharted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah we're, we're, we're big fans of Nathan Drake. We played Uncharted Four. Yeah. Oh, a bunch of that. Also, cool. uh, Witcher Witcher Three is on Xbox as well. Yes. Uh, Witcher Three is uh, just, yeah. You played that one, Steve? Yeah, I have. That one's awesome. That's that's yeah, maybe the best game of all time. So, yeah. I'm uh, I'm still playing Destiny like a heroin addict, so... <laughs> oh, no. That's the best kind of heroin, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a sickness. There's no question. So what about you, Ethan? Same question. You know, uh, hobbies, obviously, it sounds like you like games, too. Uh, what else What else is on your on your plate? Oh, yeah, yeah. I definitely love uh, video games. And I've just recently, even through Ari and Susan, I've gotten more into tabletop games and Kind of understand those. They're going to, they're going to introduce me to take Dungeons and Dragons pretty soon here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ari's going to be the, um, the Dungeon Master. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, you can tell she's the brains of our little outfit. <laughs> um, and, uh, and also, I, I really like, uh, like, Ari said, film. And, and um, we also, through our improv group, we have like, a little film division. So we actually film, we shoot sketches that actually put on the stage along while we do the live improv stuff, too. So I love working actually working on short films. I love watching movies. Uh, I love doing improv. I actually love um, anything that's somewhat creative on any level. Because I, I actually I go into art and this kind of stuff. I just love expressions of creativity. Here's the uh, open-ended question uh, for you, Ethan. Tell us about Slate Nash. Uh, good question. Uh, I don't know much about it, but the little, the little bit that happened. <laughs> yeah. Just the rumors. Tell me all the rumors you know about Slate Nash. <laughs> so the, the main rumor uh, is that it's a, he's actually from the from the medieval time and travels to the future. Now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so the, the, the tagline that we use for the book uh, is, is basically like uh, uh, sometimes two wrongs do make a right. It's, a, it's kind of themed off of, I, I love, as a kid, I love watching the 80s buddy cop type of movies, that genre, like especially Lethal Weapon, oh, yeah. Die Hard 1 and 3, uh, any Shane Black thing, pretty much, uh, that type of stuff. So it, it's the idea of a cop and a zombie. It's supposed to be more of an action-based uh, book as opposed to a horror, even though it has zombies in it. And the zombie in this, in this book is very much like a pretentious, kind of Kelsey Grammer type of scientist, and the cop is very much like that Axel Foley meets John McClane. <laughs> and through, you know, various circumstances, they're forced to work together. And it's about seeing their, you know, their their story arc uh, as a team, and then also, of course, uh, watching what they go through. And in this particular world, the zombies aren't actually uh, brain-eating, uh, mindless cretins. They're actually highly sentient, uh, more or less psychopathic uh, beings that are that are somewhat organized and have their own agendas. So it's, it's kind of a different, meant to be a, a, a different take on a very, very established genre. So that's awesome. So I mean, I, I like the take on on zombies uh, as far as being different. You know, one thing that I know that happened in the whole. And eh, this is hard to even talk about, but the whole vampire era thing is, you know, mm. it gets really oversaturated, and and so I think that's an interesting take on on zombies that it doesn't, you know, get stale or, or it's not just kind of stealing and repeating and borrowing. That's uh, that's or, pretty cool. Or Twilight it, yeah, Twilight it, yeah. No, we don't yeah, say so that. Well, no, I'm Twilight sorry. Is, they're not real. 
real vampire. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Vampire, no. Yeah, vampires don't sparkle, really. I mean, no, so. no, it's, no. Yeah. They're not vegetarian either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Ari, um, when it comes to bringing Slate Nash to life, you know, uh, what do you like about Slate Nash the best? Oh well, basically everything that Ethan said. I mean, uh, he works with me um, personally to to sort of bring what he wants to see out as well. Um, so um, he'll talk to me about what he wants, and then uh, I will do my best to bring it to life. And I mean, yeah, I haven't I haven't I haven't done much yet, um, but. Uh, uh, I've really liked what I've done so far. Nice. I mean, all that has appealed to me. The buddy cop dynamic. Yeah. All right. I both love love Shane Black a lot too. So it's yeah. a very the, the language you saw with each other is very seamless. And she made all the already does made it the high class art stuff like the covers, oh the covers or promotional stuff for it. So I can pretty much, I can say to her like for example um, the cover for one of the books. Like I said to her, um, I wanted basically to show that this was a metaphor. For the fall of man, you'll see it in a little while when you read the fourth book, Steve. That the, this is meant to be a metaphor for a person that that they're, with their hubris, he's the depth of them, and that it's the fall of man. And so to, to show that in an image, and the book's called A Grave New World. And talking to her about that, she we had the idea of well, what if we actually show him looking at the world that he's damned in a way, and you see that the buildings look like you know graves or tombstones, uh, and he's and he's almost looking at it with awe as well as with despair, so kind of just that her knowing more or less. They say that uh, writers are supposed to determine what the reader, what the reader sees, and the artist is supposed to determine how they see it. She's really good at determining how what I'm saying and how to make them people to see it. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. Awesome. So then, here's a fun question: um, Slight Nash in a movie, who plays him? <laughs> Ooh, I go first. <laughs> you go. Uh, all right. How about this? How about we let you go first, Steve? <laughs> um, man, that's good. Um, let's see. I would say Kevin Hart <laughs> in The Rock. <laughs> Kevin Hart in The Rock. Yeah, that would be awesome. Because why yeah, not? That, was, that might actually work. I'd I, I, I be lying if I said I wouldn't. Pay to see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! What's his name? What's his name? Um, he's um, uh, he was the newest. Um, he was in Fruitvale Station. Yeah, that's yeah, that's. Awesome. Oh, Michael B. Yeah, Jordan. Uh, yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Oh yeah. Stuff, yeah. And um, uh, the other guy, the the, yes, method, the other guy, yeah. the method actor. Um, uh, <laughs> I drink your milkshake. Oh, you Daniel. Well, I I can't I can't write anything good enough for him. <laughs> well, I heard Jared Leto's pretty method too. Yeah, so maybe he might be cheaper. Uh, I don't know. Jared Leto, very method. Yeah, he was. Uh... <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I I actually personally would um because the thing about it is too that Slate is supposed to be um uh, supposed to be Pakistani, um the name Vikram. So I would actually. Probably, I would want to cast. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have seen the show The Magicians or familiar with the show The Magicians on Sci Fi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not. But there's a, yeah, I'm not going to try to promote Sci Fi or anything like that, but there's a character on there, and the actor, there's a character named uh, Penny. Yeah. But the actor's name is Arjun Gupta. Yeah. I would want him to 
play, uh, you can, I guess, Google him and something like that, but I want him to play Slate because he can never be kind of a jerk in the right way. And uh, either him or not being Andrews from Lost, the problem is he's gotten kind of older now to so make kind of age out of the role. Sure. Uh, yeah, of course. And for Ash, I'd probably go. I mean, Kevin Hart's not, <laughs> Kevin Hart's not bad, uh, <laughs> but I was thinking the same thing Ari is as far as Michael B. Jordan. Uh, he's kind of gotten big now, but I, I want him to play for him. Are you going to be a really good choice? Yeah, yeah. Michael B. Jordan's awesome. Oh yeah, that guy's golden. Anything. Even that Fantastic Four movie, which is unwatchable, he was still. He was the oh. only. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Best part of it. Yeah, he was great. So uh, down to kind of the wire here. Um, I'm going to pose this question to both of you. You have um, really, really pissed off an alien race, and uh, awesome. their their biggest goal is to take you out. You get to take any five superheroes. With you to protect you, who are they? Ari first. Um, Doctor Manhattan. Thank you. Ooh. <laughs> um, Superman. Of course. Um. Oh boy, Thor. Nice. Um, you said five, right? Yep. Oh, okay. Um, Green Lantern. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Peter Quill. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Very logical. Awesome. I just want to let you know, Steve did a fist bump when you said Green Lantern. Yeah, I was very pleased. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Fan for life. <laughs> How about you, Ethan? Five superheroes. Uh, I don't know if I get any fist bumps for these answers, but... Um, <laughs> I would, I would like to have some like kind of gray characters or in between antiheroes. But would they help you? Would they? Yeah. Well, if the world was in jeopardy from aliens, I imagine they, they don't want to die. They could fight the aliens. <laughs> That's well, they could. All right. Well, I'll just, just one antihero then. Just one. There you go. Um, I don't want to take a mystique because she could pose herself as anything. She's very to the perfect spot, essentially. Uh, obviously, Martian Manhunter because he. That's awesome. I, um, you know, after hearing the answers, you know, you could probably stop at Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I chose it. I, I chose it first. Was, you take you take the other ones along just to make them feel good. Right. That was very well yeah. done. So, well, cool. So, um, yeah, guys, uh, I know we're excited about you know seeing Slate Nash continue to move forward, uh, and we're also extremely excited to kind of watch your careers as they continue to move forward as well. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. Absolutely. And so if you want, you can stay on while we just, we only have a couple slight topics that we want to talk about. Um, you're welcome to stay. It's up to you. Sure. sure. Don't mind. Yeah. yeah, not a problem at all. What do we got, Josh? We're going to talk about games real quick, given the E3, like you guys just mentioned. Mm-hmm. 
lot, lot of um, VR games uh, coming out. Makes me want to yeah. get into that. Uh, I guess Crichton Games is doing Star Wars Battlefront X-Wing edition, I guess. Yeah. It's going to be a short game, they said. But it's, uh, I guess it's free for PS4 users, they say. Hmm. That's, you know, I see. Yeah, I see free and I'm interested, so. <laughs> yeah, free free is always good. That might, you know, push me to the PS4, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Go out and buy it right now. I mean, yeah, they, they, um, I saw that demo they had. I mean, it was obviously the big screen, but it looked amazing. If there was, you know, ever a time to be in a cockpit of it, a TIE side or X-Wing, I mean, that's it. It looked amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it makes me want to buy into that technology so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you guys see the one they had for Resident Evil? Their VR, uh, the VR demo for Resident Evil? I didn't see that. Is that awesome? It, it, it is. What, what's also about it is, I was talking to Ari about this right before we, got, before we started doing this, uh, was that it's going back to kind of the old school Resident Evil. So if you can imagine actually being in a creepy haunted house and I can have it set up in a virtual reality way, and they had it where all you hear is a lot of creaking and cracking. Every now and then you hear a kid, kid laughing or something like that, and it doesn't, it doesn't take much at all if you're in that situation to like be freaked out. And it works beautifully. It's, it's a perfect game for that kind of VR technology. Is really evil. Especially if your friend comes behind you and grabs you, like I've seen videos of, that would terrify me. It'll be so awesome. Make sure you film it. Okay. <laughs> we want to see it. That, that's why I go through life with no friends, because then I don't have to worry. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> that also brings up, I mean, uh, talking about the um, scary movie aspects or scary stories, uh, Jason, I guess, Friday 13th game, um, Gun Media is doing that game. I saw some gameplay of it. It looks pretty, it's like Grand Theft Auto, but you're Jason, pretty much. <laughs> It's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I haven't seen any. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, wow. Actually, I actually was like, I was actually into it. That, that trailer they showed. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah it's I a stress reliever. I'm gonna have to find that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because I guess the thing is too that it's basically like, <laughs> really, uh, Auto in and of itself is promoting mass carnage. Right. This is the same. Watch you mass carnage as David Warty's. Yeah, pretty much. Why not? Oh yeah, people be all over that. I, I'm sure that would sell pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Mass Carnage, I, I'm really excited. On, like, the scary game uh, type of um, thread here is uh, Death Stranding, uh, Kojima's oh, new right. um, game. <laughs> Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus, yeah. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, there's, a, there's like, a screenshot of him with military tags. Is that what? Is that what that is? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if you get a chance, watch the the game trailer because it's it's a trip. Oh, it's, it's hauntingly real. It, it looks like he actually oh, yeah. did a movie. I'm like, what military movie is this right, guy yeah. doing? I'm like, oh, it's a game. <laughs> no, it's the farthest thing. <laughs> it's getting yeah. it's getting crazy. It's almost like a movie. It's, it's so real. Yeah. But uh, the last VR thing I wanted to talk about was I'm a huge Star Trek fan. There's this one out there. It's um yeah, it's Star Trek Bridge Crew. I guess they put a trailer out, and they also had three uh, Star Trek veterans uh, tested out. They had Jerry Ryan, Carl Urban, and uh, LeVar Burton. Oh, nice! So you're on the bridge crew, yeah. Oh yeah, it looks it looks good. I mean, you know, you know, the graphics aren't the best, but still, you're on the bridge, and you can 
engage the enterprise and all kinds of stuff yeah. and look over to your crewmates and sold. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Are you in the captain's uh, seat or are you-, you can be wherever okay. you, uh, whatever position you want. It looks like you, anything. Yeah. They had, they had like tactical, right. Yep. And, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And science and- yeah, that's so right. cool. I could play that for hours. My, my family would, well, maybe I can make them part of the crew. I don't know. <laughs> that's the thing. If you can do the co-op VR, my God, that would, that would be awesome. Right, exactly, exactly. You're all in it. That'd be that would be fun. That would totally be fun. That's where Steve loses his job because exactly right. <laughs> well, you know it gets bad when you're playing a VR edition of an office job, right? Yeah, that's. I feel like I do I that every Monday. Yeah, through me, Friday too. Already. me too. Me <laughs> too. If it was like the Stanley Parable, then I would play that all the time. <laughs> We're all in the Matrix. Right. Have yeah. to get woken up. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we got uh, some TV news. Um, I mean, these are kind of fast topics. Uh, I don't know if you guys watch Gotham too much, uh, but it looks like they're recasting the actress who played. Well, they, I don't know if they ever said she played Poison Ivy. But she, her name on the show was Ivy Pepper, I believe. So it looks like the mm-hmm. season three, they're going to feature a lot of Poison Ivy. And they're going to recast. Oh. And a lot of people are saying that maybe this little girl wasn't, um, you know, the Poison Ivy we know. Hmm. That maybe she was, um, maybe this actress to recasting, because they want to do one in her late teens. Maybe she'll play yeah. Pamela Isley. Right. So there, there's yeah. that developing. Are you guys a big Gotham um, fan? I've been meaning to watch it for ages. I've heard it's really good. I watched um, some of the first season, and I meant to, and I heard that the second season was really, was really, really good. The, what I remember from the first season was though was that the Penguin, but surprisingly enough, was the best character on there. That yes. I thought I yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I've only, I've only caught a few episodes. I don't I don't hate the show. I just have problems. It seems, and it's kind of the problems I had with Smallville. It seems like. They introduce oh, yeah. they introduce all these characters before our hero gets there, and by the time they get there right, yeah. in this in this yeah, reality, it's like, uh, you know, Batman's just going to go to Commissioner Gordon and say, "Hey, uh, how'd you guys how'd you take these guys down?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's that's kind of how it feels to me too. It's kind of yeah. Why bother doing that? And this is a really really petty cosmetic issue I have with the show is that you have Jim Gordon, but he doesn't have a mustache or his glasses. It's not like and I know it's really petty, but for some reason I glob onto that. And I kind of want that. But right. Yeah. It's because they got the pretty yeah, boy and they want to keep him so looking. Nice. Yeah. I, I know as a purist a little bit, uh, whether that's good or bad. I mean, that, those are those are some of my issues as well. I mean, I'm all for different takes. You know, I love movies, and I know that you know you can't always incorporate what's in the comics into a movie, and I'm totally fine with that. But Gotham, yeah. Gotham, while it's well done and it and it and it looks very good and you can tell they've got a nice budget attached to it i've always uh yeah that purist yeah. in me is like you know dude all these villains are going to be put away before batman's even batman he's not gonna so. be able to do anything right well and you can what i always thought that would really well with the show is if they had it would more or less be kind of close to the year one where Batman or Bruce Wayne is like 18 or 19. Right. And he's going out there, not quite Batman yet, but at least going out there in, a, in like a hoodie or going out there in like a mm-hmm. ski mask trying to do things with people. And the villains themselves, are they're, they're just coming to their own, in their own element as, as, as well. Absolutely. So, uh, that's, that's 
Yeah, that's an easier pill to swallow, you know, because at least uh, Batman's not a kid. (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah, Well, he's a kid that's Uh, also venturing out now. I mean, that's the thing. They they really ran out of ideas, I think. And I I think Gotham should have just been a miniseries. Maybe that would have been more interesting. But it's like now it's like they're just trying to drag everything in, you know. Right. uh, that's something I really like about um, the Netflix platform and the, the British platform is that you have, like, these 10-episode series. Mm. So you're forced to address um, the plot in, in ways that doesn't meander and, like, there are no loose ends and stuff. And um, I feel like 22 episodes oh, yeah. might be, like, uh, it, it does leave a lot um, for, like, filler and stuff you really don't need. Yeah, yeah it, to- totally amen on that. I, I love how the BBC does it. I think I think less is more, honestly. You drag yeah, it out and right. just, there's going to be episodes that are just worthless, I think, you know? It's filler, you know, some of it's right. filler, there's no question. But, I mean, yeah. and Ari, you're absolutely right. I mean, Daredevil, I think, or oh, Jessica yes. Jones. These are two yeah. great examples yeah, of huge, high-quality shows. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also because they are, I mean, I, I know it's kind of cliche to say, watch a fun Netflix. But Batman is a darker, he's a darker hero. So you can actually, if you put it, if you put it on Netflix, you can actually kind of push the limit a little bit more. Yeah. Like yes. Like, like Daredevil. So it's... Well, uh, years ago, I, vi- I envisioned the ideal Batman show, live action show, and it would have been on HBO. And it would have been... Right. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But you can do that with Netflix now. Sure. Of course, you know, we got the, um, you know, the DC Universe that's... They're really restricting, uh, you know, the uses of those characters right now. Anyway, right. I don't yeah. think I don't think Affleck will do a Netflix series. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. yeah, I hope so. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. No, I was going to ask a controversial question. Uh, how do you guys feel about the DC uh, cinematic universe? All right, so um, that is some controversy. <laughs> 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 so I'm I'm looking forward to the director's cut or the extended cut, I guess, of Batman Superman, just to see if it's truly going to maybe expand a little bit on on what was maybe a condensed, edited version of a movie that was already long. But because they did so much edits, it, but at the same time, I'm also of the school that these aren't the Avengers. This isn't a bright snappy universe this is a little bit of a darker dc's a little bit of a darker universe anyway um and and so you know when when they're up against and like suicide squad we talked about this last week is that people are just up in arms that they're not going to go for an r rating and they're saying you know they needed to do what deadpool did well if they do what deadpool did then they're going to get criticized for copying deadpool um DC because they're running late uh, versus Marvel uh, in the in the cinematic universe they're kind of in a no win but I don't know um, not not every movie is going to be uh, uh, full of snarky Robert Downey Jr. comebacks so <laughs> cameos well, and it should be they, they shouldn't yeah. all be like that if Batman was like that I would die it was it's Dad. called it's called Joe Schumacher oh god oh no yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, we we had that with George Clooney. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I agree with you. I mean, it's funny the way you said it too. Was a a extended version of an already long movie. Uh, I, I hate to you know poke this bear, but the movie was already the one that came out was already two and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. You can't tell a coherent. That's a strong word. 
Right. If you can't tell your story in in two and a half hours and make it, you know, pretty good quality already, there may be something else wrong that you need to deal with too. Yeah, I mean they're they're doing the Peter Jackson the the Peter Jackson cut now, Lord of the Rings style. So I mean, yeah. we're, gonna, <laughs> right. we're gonna see. I mean, now yeah. you know for for me, Batman, <clears throat> Superman, and you know I've I've uh, vomited on this subject a lot already, but uh, you know <laughs> there was so much you could have broken that guy up into two films, or again, don't put so and and that's the that's kind of the DC curse as they try to put too much sometimes into the movie. Um, not every movie needs two villains. Not every movie needs, you know, all that stuff. Now, when you're introducing things, I, I get it. It's going to be a little busy, but knowing that, uh, you know, you, you either break it up or like you said, you know, if you can't tell that story in two and a half hours, eh, you might want to leave some of that story on the, on the table. Yeah. You know, I, I actually didn't hate the movie when it came out. I mean, I, I, I didn't really get so much hatred that was going out there for it. I get that it was really choppy in parts. Um, and, you know, in retrospect, I I wish it could have been better. You know, um, there was so much on the line. Uh, you know, people are saying they should have released it in two parts, which I totally understand, especially if it was going to be a four-hour movie. But thing is, uh, yeah, the thing is, uh, you know, the studios are just trying to catch up with Marvel. And I think they were just like, just throw it all in, you know, mm-hmm. and then. And but I'm looking yeah. forward to this. Um, I'm looking forward to this uh, alternate ultimate edition. They've already released the trailer, and there's some scenes that look like they set up things much better. So I imagine that's well, going to be better. Yeah. But I, I want to say I, I, I'm I'm fairly certain that the Cinecut will be a better movie. Right. Yes, uh, I agree. They're, they're they're playing so much catch up. When you do that, when your objective isn't to make a good movie, but to catch up to another movie or another, you know. Uh, studio have you that's that's kind of a problem you should your tactics or strategy maybe you're adjusting uh, i agree the reason the MCU, and i'm not trying to sling mud or try to compare these too much but the reason the mcu is where it is because it took its time it did one movie at a time and mm-hmm. and, they, and they didn't put all their eggs on basket they kind of they took the chance they could where they could and things kind of worked out right dc universe you really had batman and superman you didn't have to have a single trailer or even have uh, most of the posters i saw didn't even have the names of the characters. They just had, just had them, them standing there next to the, the logos. It's, the movie sold itself already. All you have to do is make a coherent, mm-hmm. basic-ass movie, yeah. and people will see it. Um, right. So. And there was, you know, there was a lot of themes in there I enjoyed, a lot of Dark Knight Returns. I mean, I get it. I get what they were doing. I just think they, yeah, they obviously took a misstep, and they have re, they are reorganizing everything. Jeff Johns is taking the lead, looks like, um, it, along right. with another, yeah, yeah. another guy. So, I think the future is going to be much better. It's just kind of a rough start. I'm hoping. Yeah, it, yeah. it was a bit of a rough start. You like you said, I'll but, still um, buy it though. <laughs> yeah, also of course I will too. But I mean, uh, you know, hey, at least we got uh, Jesse Eisenberg as the Riddler, so that was Did you? Uh, I did read this once that Brian Cranston was going to be considered for Lex Luthor. He really was. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg wasn't cast. Play Lex Luthor originally. Originally, Brian Cranston was officially cast by Lex Luthor. And right. Jesse Eisenberg was cast to play with Jimmy Olsen, I think it was. Yes. And, uh, and, and, and in the movie, they wanted to have the Joker and they wanted to have the Riddler. This oh, wow. All they wanted to have, and Brian Cranston was Lex Luthor. Then the studios wanted to change things around. They said, well, we need to get rid of Brian Cranston and have a, a younger version of essentially, essentially Lex Luthor. So they made Jesse Eisenberg vet. But they had Jesse Eisenberg play him more or less as the versions of the Joker and the Riddler. Yeah. So that's why he literally is the 
he is, and that's why it kind of makes sense. I'm railing at the heavens right now. Yeah, Ari, Ari is really, she's on full Hulk mode, my, she's destroying my car. Why would you get rid of my <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, there's possibility, though, of changing that. Because like, many times in the movie, they refer to him as Junior. There is word that maybe, I mean, these are rumors, obviously, but maybe some of them are true. Maybe they could bring Cranston back. You know, he wasn't dead, really. I don't know. You know, it's just... Uh, that's a big fix, you know. Um, but of course, I, I don't know if you guys agree, but biggest positive out of that movie was Batman. Yeah. I really enjoyed the suit. Yeah. I everything, Alfred. I loved it. I I could have just yeah. watched that, you know. Yeah, and I, I agree. I'm looking forward to um, the movie that Ben Affleck is doing with uh, you said Dick John. Oh yeah, that's gonna be so good. It should be amazing. I actually just watched them. They've gone, they've gone in the town earlier this week. Even Argo, a little while ago. And Ben Affleck is a very competent storyteller. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, was acting the competent storyteller, and he, and he loves Batman. So that enthusiasm and passion will come across. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Absolutely, yeah. I that's got to be a no brainer. It has to be good. It's I mean, be it just awesome. has to be. Right. It has to be. And I, mm-hmm. oh, what did they? I think the rumor was made. And this is. I'm sorry to talk about rumors, but I think they were discussing maybe the title would be the Batman, mm. which I think that would be so yep. cool. That's what I heard. Simple and cool, yeah. you know. Yeah, but yeah. Keep, keep it clean, yeah. right? Nobody's done that yet. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just use that. Yeah, they, they, like that, they made it for a cartoon series, but not for actual movies. Oh yeah, that's right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Are you um, guys a big uh, CW fans of the Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and of course now Supergirl is coming to that network? I haven't seen any of them, and I feel a lot of my friends have, but I haven't, so I, I am not qualified to. <laughs> That's okay. It's it's so much time consuming, you know, watching these shows. But uh, yeah, go ahead, Ethan. We I'm sorry. I, I, I've seen I've seen more than I probably should admit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I saw the first three seasons of Arrow, all the Flash. I love I love the Flash and Barry Allen when they did it. Um, I, I saw some of Legends of Tomorrow. I couldn't quite get into Legends of Tomorrow as well, but I. Yeah, I get that. Out, so. Yeah. And I'm actually excited Supergirl coming over to CW. I actually really like the person that cast the Supergirl. Yes. Um, but, but the thing is, you guys probably already know this, they cast, like, Superman's going to be in the show. Yeah, yes, right. And, they, and the person that cast the Superman is a great actor, but he's not, he, he probably should be more like a, like a stack kind of character, or a vampire, not necessarily. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Because <laughs> He's from Teen Wolf, right? MTV series? I mean, he can look like Superman. At least we're going to get a look of him this time. Because in the the first season, I I know because they had to get around it. But she was like, oh, there's my cousin. He just like plummets in the the distance. Or emails, you know. Or you see his boots on a... (laughs) And I get it. But this guy, I think this guy will really look like Superman, and I hope his outfit, I'm sure it'll be very similar to hers. Yeah. I, I like her, I like her outfit. It's simple, yeah. but it's, it. you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's good. It's a good, good outfit. And it's a good show. It's, um, it was a fun show. It was, it's almost the Marvel equivalent to a DC show. You know, it's a little bit of a brighter tone, but it still worked, you know, and, and, and the Flash, the Flash to me, it's the best thing on TV. Yeah, I love the Flash. Yeah, because they just go for broke, yeah. you know. They just embrace it, yeah. and that's how, yeah. how many seasons so far? It's, it's just two. Just two. Yeah, I think the, the Netflix will have Netflix has the first one on there. It'll probably have the second one on there pretty soon. Okay, yeah. So I know what I'm gonna 
There is, but there is so much in it. You literally feel it's been on for five years. They they totally explore all yeah. aspects. Uh, it, it, you'll and the chemistry yeah. between the actors is like it's been around for yes. a long time. It's yes. great, and you know, <laughs> yeah. And Kevin Smith directed one of the episodes this season, and that was really cool. He got, he, you know, he had a good time up there, and I guess he's coming back, and he may even be doing some Arrow stuff. Hmm. Not sure, but yeah, it's cool. The community, you know, the whole fan community has really embraced the Flash, and you know, Arrow's pretty decent. It, I've kind of lost, I kind of got lost with Arrow, you yeah. know. Uh, I, it's yeah. a down season. Yeah, it was a down season. Hopefully next year they kind of recoup some of the roots of the of the story. I know Stephen Amell has got such a huge passion for the character. Oh, he that, does, and I, I admire oh, that. Yeah, he's hardcore, so. yeah. Talking about the Flash, I, I, I love the Flash show, and, and, and Grant Gustin is a great Barry mm. Allen, and that's why it's kind of. I'm also <laughs> I missed again on the DC universe. I'm sorry, DC. Cinematic universe because they have Ezra Miller, who's a great actor, but I, I just can't see him as either Barry Allen or Wally West or anybody. And, right. and they have Grant Gustin, who's such a great one already. It's kind of like you're almost already handcuffing yourself or kind of shooting yourself in the foot with this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not sure why they can't just use the same actor. It's, it's just a mess, really, with the TV and the movie universe. Like, you know, in the beginning, Marvel was going to embrace the TV universe. But since those two creative directors, that means oh. you're not going to see, you're really not going to see Daredevil or any of the Netflix people in these movies are referenced. Yeah. And I, that's just such a huge that's, mistake, that's I think. Mistake. Yeah. yeah, in my opinion, the the um, the TV Marvel universe is extremely, it's, it's far better than the, the cinematic universe. In my opinion, sure, because they have they they can explore more things in the movies. Movies are really quick, you know, and yeah, yeah. I love the Netflix stuff, and you know, the good news is they're doing the Defenders later on this year. Yeah, Luke Cage. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Luke. I think yeah. Luke Cage comes out before, and then we got the Defenders. And I don't know if that Defenders is a movie or if it's going to be a show. But I mean, that's yeah, crossover movie. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I think yeah. Netflix is doing it right, and you know, hopefully someday the yeah. the movies will, you know, give a nod to them. They should. That's such. You know, they've really made some good stuff on Netflix, and not yeah. to mention on movies. Just have Matt Murdock walk down the street. I don't care. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Like with yeah. Civil War, uh, uh, you know, Chris Evans of uh, Captain America could could have called up the Murdoch firm and been like, Hey, can you look through this act? And you know, I don't know. That probably would have been extreme, but <laughs> it's just somehow some way get them in there, you know, just like, yeah, even, even they turned us down. I don't know, but yeah, it's, uh, I think it, I think it kind of leads to, um, and this is a, this is a broader problem than just comic book universes. It's the elitism of movies versus TV. Um, yeah. and I think we're, I think we're years past that, but I don't think Hollywood's past that. No. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not, I mean, there shouldn't be a, a movie versus TV. There should be, uh, people should realize that they're both different mediums and that you can tell stories in different, but, um, as equally as good ways. You just need to, you know, to figure out a way to do that. Right. And yeah. Sometimes I better. I mean, cause obviously you guys are obviously familiar with Game of Thrones. They originally approached George R. George R. R. Martin to do like the, like the Fire and Ice, to do a movie with it, and he rejected that. He said, "Why well, he wanted to actually tell a story, a longer, prolonged story." And I asked him why he wanted to do something like on Cinemax or Showtime or HBO, and he got an HBO deal. 
And actually, I can't imagine Game of Thrones working as well no. in a you know, little truncated movie as it does in a TV show for several seasons. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and I, I speak for the world when I say <laughs> Ramsey Bolton better die tomorrow night. So. Yeah, that was the bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I am excited, man. <laughs> That's my entire weekend is, is this interview and that show tomorrow night. That's it. Awesome. Well, you know, I got to say, I... That is on my list. I don't have HBO, unfortunately, but I know that one character. You guys are caught up on it, right? Because I know there's a spoiler I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Okay. The the big the big dude. I'm sorry, I don't know his name, but he died. The mountain. Oh, 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 um, you thinking of a He was trying to hold the door shut. Oh, Hodor. Okay. This is. I mean, it's kind of mean, but there's a Hodor or yeah doorstop. Um, <laughs> and it's got his picture on it. Yeah, it's, it's him. It's him. He's shoving the door, and he's trying to hold the door shut. But <laughs> inside joke, obviously. Yeah. But well, I I I saw. Um, and I, I was going to do this at work on the elevator because I saw someone else that did it. They cut out a picture of uh, Hodor and put it on the door open button. Oh no. <laughs> So great. Oh yeah, just quick uh, movie news. We got Spider Man casting going down. There's so many stars signing on. You got Donald Glover. Yeah. And uh, I think Michael yeah. Keaton is yeah. pretty official now. Some other guy, and I, I apologize, I forgot his name, but uh, he's another big actor. Yeah. Um, do you guys know I, more? I know it was a guy from Prometheus, one of them. Okay. Which guy from Prometheus? It was Rooney, not Rooney Mara. What's your name? Rooney Rapist. Yeah, Rooney yeah, Rapist. Yeah. Her husband. And oh, him. Yeah, 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 him. I don't yeah. know his name. I can't remember his name either. Uh, and then another dude was cast along with him. Another dude? Another name? Uh, <laughs> A period dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. You know, because, you know, a lot of people wanted Donald Glover to play Spider Man in the past. And I think he was yeah, the inspiration I, I, for um, um, Miles. Miles Morales. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Was that true? Yeah. He definitely, I mean, like, she was in his face. Totally. Problem is, he's too old now, unless they're going to do an older Miles. Right. But, uh, you know, he'll probably just play some yeah. other character. He's a great actor too. I mean, he's a he's a young actor, you know, obviously, but uh, you know, he's into the music scene, you, you know, as yep. a childish Gambino. Yes, and, you know, this guy. I've seen his comedy special too. Um, he's awesome, man. Yeah. He's I think he's a jack yeah. of all trades. He's going to be a name to man, yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, tell me too. We watched my improv. We watched a Derek comedy a lot, and he was great in Derek comedy before he was on Community and everything else. He's Really? He's that writing uh, Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. He's a he's a great talent. He I hope he I hope he really gets. I, I mean, I know he's popular, but I he I hope he gets into the stratosphere of right. you know getting movie parts because he's right now he's kind of in the background like The Martian, but it was still a good performance. Yeah. You know, it stuck out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then I guess Guardians Two wrapped. Uh, Michael Rooker put that out there, right. so that that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, there's like Kurt Russell and I think Sly Stallone's in it. So it's like a Tango and Cash reunion what? in a way. What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, uh, I read that a long time ago. Yeah, uh, I think he's. I'm not sure what he's playing, but uh, the rumor is Kurt Russell is uh, Star Lord's father, hmm. which I think would be perfect. Uh-oh. That's 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 too perfect because uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I know so it it can't be then. It's, it's too perfect. Well, because they get trouble going to China. Kurt Russell says like uh, uh, it's a part where he says uh, Jack Burton and the guy yes. says, Ooh, Jack Burton me. It's like Star Lord saying, uh, you know, saying it's yes. Star Lord. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the first August, first Guardians is awesome. Um, and Chris Pratt's gold, Kurt Russell's gold. Yes. It's just going to be. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Look forward to that. Um, you know, there's uh, Beverly Hills Cop Four news. Uh, I guess they got these Belgian directors assigned to it. Uh, it's very early um, development, but I know they were trying to do a series a year or so ago, and it never went to pilot. I, I mean, they filmed the pilot, but it never was released. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Are you big uh, Beverly Hills Cops fans? Not me. Uh, I mean, <laughs> by virtue of not knowing much about it. But sure. Just, yeah, I'm, always, I'm, always young, I'm young. I'm young. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> no, that's okay. Just watch the first Thank and you. second one, and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, don't, don't watch the third one. The, okay. the moral of the story is don't watch the third one. No, that's hard watch. That's a hard watch. I mean, I, I definitely, I'm obviously a huge fan of uh, Axel Foley. The yes. first two, are, I even watched the third. I, even, I, I watched the third, but the first two are great. Yeah. I love them. And I heard about this story, too. And um, and the, the Belgian directors are actually like, they're kind of like, you know, you and Josh, they're, they're hardcore fans that grew up with it. And um, even though they're doing more artsy, they direct artsier projects, they really are on board for doing this and really want to do it. And supposedly the pitch they had was so awesome that it, it won over Eddie Murphy. Mm, and, awesome. I you know I've been I've been wanting this for a long time. I know it was in several people's hands. Brett Ratner at one point was going to direct it. Uh, the good news is you got Jerry Bruckheimer producing again. He didn't produce the third one, so that's probably where it went right. wrong as well. But, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that's absolutely. that's awesome. I hope it's uh, maybe maybe it'll relaunch the series, yeah, or maybe, maybe it'll just be a good end note versus the three. Yeah, you know, maybe <laughs> three maybe. was a dream. Maybe we'll, they'll make it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would be remiss if I didn't say. So you're not gonna fall for a banana in the tailpipe? <laughs> you know the, the, the problem. They have to reference it somehow. They have to reference that line. They yeah. have to. I mean, come on, it's classic. The funny thing is, when I um when I first bought the beverage, they had you know when they released on DVD. This was years ago, obviously. They had the three pack, and I was like, "No, nah, I'll just buy the first one." I literally bought every movie after I watched the other one. I even bought three. They talked me into it. And you should have just bought the three yeah. pack. Yeah. yeah, I should have. Yeah. I should have probably paid more. But no, that, that's so that's good stuff. I actually have a standee of Axel Foley in my entertainment room, so that's a that's a nice piece I've had forever. Um, but yeah, yeah, I want to see Eddie Murphy back out there yeah. for sure. Awesome. This, this is a warning to you. Uh, make sure to, you keep an eye on that because someone may come by and steal that. <laughs> <laughs> I got it nailed to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if I ever get tired of it, I don't. I'm not sure, but I'll, I'll send it your way. Yeah, I'll send you a picture. Well, you know. talking about, talk about Sly earlier in kind of being a surprise roles. I guess you probably already know that Sylvester Stallone was originally 
uh, Beverly Hills Cop was originally written for right. him. Yep. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to imagine that movie with anybody besides Eddie Murphy. Or imagine even worse with Sylvester Stallone. Well, and did you know that he, when he got onto the project, he was trying to change it up so much that that's. I think that's why they they went their separate ways, and he developed Cobra instead. Yeah. That's what he wanted that, Axel Foley yeah. to be. Bullet yeah. dodged. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, oh my god, massive bullet dodged. Yeah. yeah, that wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Especially the buffet scene. Yeah. I don't know how that would have gone down. <laughs> you know, Eddie Murphy was just... I know he gets a lot of criticism for losing his edge, whatever you want to say about him. But, I mean, this guy was a complete pioneer. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Definitely. One of one of the guys that just truly made me. I'm I'm not a big laugher. I laugh at myself mostly, but uh, <laughs> um, this guy is just a riot. I mean, he always cracked me up. His movies were entertaining. They were fun. Um, you know, I I, I I love this guy. He's 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 a killer. In my I want to see him on top again. I yeah. really do. And you know, that's been his career. He's had lows and then he gets back up. You know, and I think people give him a lot of crap, but he's um. He's funny, you know. He's so so damn funny, and you know he's a good actor. Yeah. So I, I yeah, hope. Yeah, yeah, it could be like a McConaughey situation, oh, yeah. where everybody like doesn't take him seriously, but he does this one serious thing, and then he's golden. Yeah, that's definitely happens. Right, and he did. Um, he did Dreamgirls years back. I never did see that performance, but he was nominated for an Oscar, mm-hmm. and he didn't win. And I think he kind of got bummed out and just kind of maybe wanted to yeah. get away from it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was great in it. He did. He was. Uh, he was very different roles. So he was kind of a serious guy most most of the part. Sure. Yeah. He was. He was. Yeah. The biggest thing I want to see him do, along with Beverly Hills Cop Four, I want him to stand up again. Really bad. One more special. How great would one that more. Be? Oh, it'd be so awesome. Hashtag one more special. Yeah. I think he just. I. I don't know. I. I don't know if you saw the SNL um, anniversary, but you know he didn't really do much there. I, I think he's kind of afraid to open up like that again and get judged. I, I don't know what it is. It's just like a. He's. He's got it. You know he can do it. He just. Um, something's just not letting him. You know. Get. You know. Get that out there. But hopefully. Maybe Chris Rock can talk him into it. I don't know, <laughs> right. know what's it's going to take, but but that's awesome. Well, I, I think it's kind of he has a he kind of he's suffering the same thing Mike Myers had, and where Mike Myers put himself out there with a local group and it didn't do so well, and he's kind of gun shy now. Yes, ideas, or he feels like he's gone. And he really put himself out there with like Orbit and some other stuff that were his ideas, and they didn't fly too well. And he kind of feels a little gun shy about trying things. Possibly, his pride is a little hurt. Right, and I actually like Norbit. I saw it in the theater. I mean, I'm probably the only one, but um, it was better than Pluto ah, Nash. Oh, no, you were that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Raspusha. He's he's the one percent on it. Um, uh, the... <laughs> right. <laughs> How you doing? Right. Yeah. Well, I don't have too much more to talk about. I just got a recommendation. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I saw this last Saturday, and I was very sleepy. So I was just looking for something just to... Oh, I'll check this out for a little bit. I end up watching this whole thing. This is The Rise and Fall of Jake the Snake. It's on Netflix. Hmm. I highly recommend it. The wrestler? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's really good. It's about him kicking his addictions and getting into shape at the same time with the help of um, Diamond Dallas Page, who does the yoga. Yeah. But I strongly recommend it. And I'm not a huge wrestling fan, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think this is one of those stories that yeah, this is a story where you don't have to really be a big wrestling fan. It's a, it's 
it's really about a one man struggle with addiction, losing his family, and you know just trying to make a personal comeback. Um, it, it was very well done. That's excellent. Yeah. Yeah, let us know what you think of it if you ever catch it. Um, other than that, um, if you guys want to plug anything at all, you're, I know you mentioned YouTube earlier. Go for it. Um, nothing for me. I mean, just uh, check out Clayton Nash. Absolutely. Well, I'll, 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 I'll plug something for Ari. Too, like on your on your Tumblr. Ari, have you guys heard of the? Um, I guess you guys are familiar with. Uh, it's, 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 you're uh, no, it's Kitchen uh, Sundry. Uh, there's a show called uh, Critical Role, which is all about tabletop games. Okay. Ari's a, yeah, Ari's a big fan of that, and she submitted her, or she posted this her fan, her her, her fan artwork on uh, their Twitter. Oh wow! And, uh, they liked it so much. They liked it so much they put it on like their show and stuff like that. So I mean, uh, oh, if sweet. you want to check out some of Ari's work? Oh sweet! Uh, you can actually go to you can actually just go to Ethan Fundry for Critical oh. Role, and you'll see it. And not just my but show itself if you guys are ever interested in, in Dungeons and Dragons it's um it's very intriguing and very interesting and um I, I would recommend the show if you ever have a free Saturday afternoon or something. Sure. Is it similar to Will Wheaton's tabletop show kind of or is it a little different? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that um the DM Matthew Mercer is one of the best I've ever seen ever. Uh, oh, that's cool. And he's uh, it's show com- comprised of voice actors like Laura Bailey plays Travis Willingham plays. Um, uh, Laura Bailey is she's going to be Catwoman in the new Telltale game. Oh, nice! Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. So, uh, people, that is fantastic. That's great. Uh-huh. Fantastic. It is. As far as uh, with me, there's um, I told I, I, I promised I give a, give him a shout out. Uh, I work with a graphic designer to redo the some of the logos and in the uh, font, the the lettering for my comic. I think it's Alex. Uh, Schickenbach, and he we just we, we just more or less uh, got a prototype finished of our new title work new logo. logo. So I I, I, I come to my promise I give him a shout out on this podcast today. I'm doing that. Awesome. And as far as show shows to recommend, you guys ever watch uh, any anime at all? I've seen Death Note and uh, Attack on Titan. I've seen. I've seen Akira. Does that count? Yeah. yeah. There's a one that R and I started watching called a uh, Cabinary of the Iron Fortress, and it's by the same people who did Attack on Titan. Mm. It's basically imagine it's like The Walking Dead meets Snowpiercer, um, and it's um, it's amazing. Nice. Uh, you, get, you get check it out. It's on Amazon Prime for free. Get Amazon Prime. Nice. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'll check it out this weekend. That's uh, perfect. Yeah. So uh, guys, uh, we sure appreciate you coming on. Um, you know. Much. Yep, ab- sure. absolutely. If uh, uh, you know, as we continue to roll forward, you know, we'd love to have you back on in the future if that's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Awesome. Well, we appreciate it. Yeah, it's been fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. And don't, don't forget, Steve and Josh, just to email you, email me your scripts or your stories of future comics. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I hate immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that won't be a problem. <laughs> I'll send it to you before I copyright anything. How's that? That'll work. Okay, good. Um, awesome. This comic looks familiar. It does look, yeah. But uh, no, that's awesome. <laughs> but it's been great. Well, we've been uh, we've been very happy to have you on uh, for Field of Geeks. I'm Steve. I'm Josh. Have a great day. Take care.